Okay, you wonderful people. If you've got a Bible, you always need a Bible. Bring your Bibles. If you've got a Bible, turn with me to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis 26. Um, one of the words that the Lord gave to uh, Kate and myself when we took over the leadership of this church were some of these verses here from Genesis uh, chapter 26 that I want us to kind of have a look at uh, this morning. We'll start in verse 18. Um, I can see it. I've got my glasses on, but they don't seem to be working. Oh yeah, there you go. That's all right. Uh, Verse 18, and Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham had died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there, but the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, this water is ours. So he named the well Essek because there they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also, so he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it, so he named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. Lord, we thank you for the scriptures. We thank you for the truths that are contained within the scriptures. We thank you that this word has been given to us. It's uh, your revealed word to us, and we thank you for it. We ask that your Holy Spirit would um, highlight and illuminate it to us, that you would open up the truths of your scripture to us, Lord, that you would um, pour out your spirit upon us individually and corporately just as we look at the scriptures together this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. It's that verse, uh, particularly verse 18, and Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham that the Philistines had uh, stopped up after Abraham had died and he gave them the same names that his father had given them. And what we've always taken this to mean is that there is a mandate um, on us, there's a mandate on this church, the Southwest London Vineyard. Um, it's one of the founding churches of a national movement of vineyard churches. Uh, the first, this was the first vineyard in the UK. This is the first vineyard church in the UK. This is the first vineyard church in Europe. And that there is, there's a mandate on this church. There are things that um, we uh, are to hold dear to. There are so many things that we are um, to cherish. The Lord requires of us um, that the Lord, uh, the Lord requires of us to cherish and to nurture and to treasure um, those things. And as a church, as you uh, probably know, last week we moved back here to the Ark. This is our, our first Sunday 
last uh, Sunday. Those of you who don't know, this, we met in this venue for um, over 20 years. And then for the last five years, we've been meeting uh, in another school. And so here as a church, as we return home to this location, and yet at the same time move forwards, we're, um, we're mindful of all of the things that the Lord has done in our midst over these past 30 years. We celebrate our 30th anniversary this year. And so it's a wonderful opportunity for us to remind ourselves, if you like, of, um, of what, you might, what we might call um, distinctives. What we might call um, the sort of the, 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 the values and the things that God has uh, called us to uh, here as a vineyard church. Values and things that we are to hold fast to. Um, things like the scriptures. Things like the kingdom of God. Things like the Holy Spirit. Things like uh, worship. Things like compassion. Things like the priesthood of all believers. Things like training and equipping the saints to be naturally supernatural. And so on and so on and so on. All those sorts of things and more. And where sometimes just because of familiarity... Uh, sometimes because there's a whole host of other things taking up our attention, uh, some of those wells, if you like, you know, the well of worship or the well of compassion or the well of equipping the saints for works of service or the well of being naturally supernatural, where sometimes just over time, sometimes because we're distracted, those wells get stopped up, those wells get filled up. Uh, the Lord in this season is calling us to redouble our efforts to reopen those wells. I mean, this morning, just as we were worshiping, I literally, my sense of it during worship was that we are literally digging a well as we worship. There's something about, um, there's something the Lord is doing in the spiritual realm where literally as we are worshiping, we're digging a well. And it's, it's almost like it's hard work. It's like it's kind of like labor. You know, you're literally digging this thing out. But there is fresh water for us to discover. There are wells to be reopened. And as we reopen these wells, what we're to do, the mandate on us as a church, is to give them the same names that our fathers had given them, those who've gone before us. And we're to give them the same names. And so over the coming weeks, um, our sense is that the Lord would have us look again and to remind ourselves of some of the stuff that it is that we've been called to here at uh, Southwest London Vineyard. What are some of these distinctives, uh, if you like? If you like um, and what are those things? And then how, um, how are we to uh, ensure that they remain central to all that we are as a church as we look at this um, together? So, uh, you know, we can talk about these things. We can talk about distinctives, um, uh, values, cutting styles, those sort of things. And we can sometimes in the vineyard, we can sometimes talk about them as if um, those things have been discovered by us. Um, And hopefully you'll see over the coming weeks as we look at this that that's clearly not the case. Okay. Um, these are not things that have um, been invented by the vineyard. These are not even things that the vineyard has kind of even discovered um, at all. Uh, they're merely areas, as we'll be looking at over the next few weeks, that I think have significance and importance to us um, because God happens to care about them too. Okay? So we haven't discovered these things. We haven't invented these things. They're just things that we think that the Lord cares about, and so because the Lord cares about them, we want to care about them. 
Um, the other caveat, I suppose, is that given that these things are things that the Lord cares about, they're things that we think the scriptures teach, they think, we think that they're things that God is passionate about, given that fact, we think that they therefore shouldn't actually be very distinctive um, solely of this church or um, solely of any vineyard. You know, if these things are indeed important to the Lord, then really they should be the distinctives of every movement. They should be the expressions um, and the outworkings of lots of churches. And indeed, as you will have seen, uh, they are, which is wonderful. Uh, now, it may be here you're this morning, and uh, you're here this morning, and it may be your first Sunday. Um, and you're just kind of here and you're sort of checking us out. You may have heard that we've moved back and you're like, go and find out what this strange church is like that meets in a school hall. Um, if that is you, you're very, very welcome. It's lovely to see you. Um, we'd love to meet you uh, in the upper foyer afterwards. The upper foyer is our, um, our, the way we described where we had coffee. Uh, so if you're new or you're visiting, come and meet us afterwards by the sofas and we can have a chat and we can answer any questions that you may have. We'd love to, we'd love to meet you. Come and, come and join us. Others of you uh, are here and you've been around uh, a lot longer. But for all of us, as Kate was saying last week, after we met up with John and Debbie, right, National Directors of Vineyard Churches last week, this, there's this sense that this move to the ark, there's this sense that um, it represents a new season in the life of this church and it's important. And so that's why over the next few weeks, we want to look at some of those things that the Lord has called us to in the vineyard. What are some of the key um, ingredients as it were, that go into making this church, the Southwest London Vineyard, the church that it is. And before we kind of go into that over the next few weeks, what I wanted to do this week is just clarify um, a couple of assumptions that we make. And, um, and the first assumption is around what we think it means to sort of be part of a church, what we think um, membership um, looks like here. And um, if you've been around this church for any more than kind of like five minutes, hopefully one of the things that you would have already discovered or you'll discover um, quite soon is that we are actually an, um, we are an incredibly ordinary group of people. Yeah. So the people that you'll meet, the people that you'll bump into, the people that you'll sit next to, the people that you'll have coffee with, do you know what? We're all pretty ordinary people. However... In the midst of all of our ordinariness, like all followers of Jesus, we are totally and utterly in love and sold out for an extraordinary God. We are extremely ordinary. He is extraordinary. And so as followers of Jesus, we are fully committed to Christ. We're fully committed to his church. We're fully committed to his cause. We believe in uh, the great commandment, Matthew 22, where Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great, greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And we believe in the great commandment expressed in, um, in, in, in Matthew 22. Uh, and we, we believe in that finding its outworking through the great commission that we find in Matthew 28, where Jesus says, all authority has been um, given to me, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. He says to the disciples, he says to us, therefore, go and make disciples of all 
nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'll be with you to the very end of the age. These are the things that matter to us. These are like the kind of foundations of who we are. And so we don't have a formal membership. A lot of churches do. We don't have a formal membership. We're just a body of believers who gather together on a Sunday and minister. And we gather together during the week and we minister. And we just a bunch of followers of Jesus ministering. And so membership here in this church, such that it is, um, it's kind of down to you. Your, your membership, your involvement in this church is, is, is sort of determined by your engagement. So if you want to be engaged, you'll be engaged. And if you don't want to be engaged, you won't be engaged. So it, it, it's up to you, you see. We're not going to get you to sign anything. And so for us, the, the sort of the hooks, if you like, the coat pegs of, of, of measuring, not very effectively, but giving us some idea of commitment and who's 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 on board and who's who's with us will be things like coming here on a sunday so if you're a member of this church you'll you'll gather with the church you'll come on a sunday like you have uh we'll um members of this church will get involved in a small group so you'll get your flyer and you'll find somewhere that you feel like god is saying i can get, get involved here and you're going to join a running group or a social club or a breakfast club or you're going to go for barbecues at Alex Moyler's house and or you're going to join a house group or whatever that's your expression of your involvement that's your sign symbol that you're kind of you're a member you're here you're part of this church Uh, another thing that we would say would be um, find somewhere to serve you know we've got um We've got so many different things, particularly now we've moved here. We've got Vineyard Kids teams, we've got youth teams, we've got coffee teams, we've got setup teams. We even have the most amazing car parking teams. Like, it is definitely the best area to get involved in. The, the car parking team said, we will do car parking at the Ark on uh, three conditions. And the three conditions are walkie-talkies, foam fingers, high-vis jackets. So you join the car parking team. Not only do you get to work with David Taylor, right? But you get those three gadgets. I mean, just so much fun. So one of the things that we... Like, if you're a member here, you find somewhere to serve. There's a gazillion places. Have a look on the website. A gazillion places to serve. Um, what else does membership sort of look like? Well, membership means giving of ourselves, giving of our time, giving of our energy, giving of our money to this, the local church. And then the last thing we'd say is kind of what does membership look like? Membership for us... Um, very importantly, if you're joining this part of the body of Christ from another part of the body of Christ, okay, so maybe let's just say, you know, you found yourself in London, you've been relocated for work, or you're a student here, or you're, you're, you find yourself here in this church, and God's calling you to this church for whatever reason, you've come from another church, we would say to you, please, 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 go back to your old church. And ask them for their blessing before you join this church. For us, that's incredibly important. One of the things that we really value is um, we want to be a blessing to the whole body of Christ. And so if the Lord is calling you to join this church, that's, if the Lord's calling you, that's fine. If you've moved from another part of the country, that's fine. But please, please, please go back to your old church and tell them that this is what's going on. Tell them that this is what the Lord is doing in your life. And ask them for their 
blessing on that. Uh, so all in all, we're just a bunch of ordinary people. We're doing the best that we possibly can to uh, surrender our lives to an extraordinary God, uh, to see the wonderful fullness of the kingdom breaking through and being demonstrated in our lives and the lives of the people around us. Um, and that first assumption is around membership. Okay? The second assumption that we make is that we believe that the Lord calls us to be um, a part of a particular expression of the body of Christ. We believe that the Lord calls us to be part of the body of Christ somewhere. Uh, It's a bit like families. Uh, Psalm 68 says this. It says, God sets the lonely in families. And we kind of believe that um, the way that we find ourselves in churches is because God sets us in churches. He sets us in the family of the church. Our view of church life is that it's much more like um, being part of a family at home and we all know how complicated that is yes so uh, relationally and the dynamics and all those kind of things you know it can sometimes be a challenge but we think being part of a church is much more like being part of a family um, as opposed to being a guest staying in a hotel do you see the difference Um, we all get to play a part you're part of a family where you're part of a home everybody has to contribute you know everyone's got to empty the dishwasher everyone's got to cut the grass everyone's got to do the washing up supposedly people have got to tidy their own rooms not in our house but apparently that's what they're supposed to be doing um you know we all we all get to to do a bit of the hoovering we all get to do a bit of washing we all get to do a bit of dry. we all get to contribute do you see because we're part of the family that's the dynamic. You know, hotels are fantastic. They're great for a visit. But you wouldn't want to live in a hotel. Yeah? Honestly, you wouldn't. I know you think you would, but you really wouldn't. You'd get really bored with it. Okay. Um, home is where the heart is. And so when we come to a church family, when we come to approach, like, where is it God's putting us? The questions we need to be asking is, you know, what, what do I bring? What can I bring? Not what am I going to get? What am I going to get out of this? That's the wrong question. Um, it's, it's, it's what can I give here? Not what can, I, what can I take. It's what can I give? You see, our understanding is, is that we are called to be servants. We are here to serve, not to be served. And so questions like, well, I didn't get very much out of that. You know, talk this morning wasn't very good. Didn't get much out of that. You know, uh, well, worship wasn't very good. Didn't get much, didn't get much out of that. They're the wrong questions. We're asking those questions. We're asking the wrong questions. It's a pretty poor chicken that can't find a grain of wheat in a dung heap, Spurgeon said. Do you see? Yes, it takes a while. All right. So in this dung heap, there is a grain of wheat for you, chickens. See, we believe that we're called to be the church and that um, we need to find out as quickly as we possibly can what part of the body of Christ the Lord would have us serve in. What part of the body of Christ the Lord would have us contribute to. Which part of the body of Christ the Lord would have us bring our gifts and our talents so that we can serve and build up and edify that part of the body of Christ. The bride of Christ. As the bride is prepared to meet her bridegroom. And we don't mind, we really honestly, honestly, honestly do not mind which part of the body of Christ it is that you are called to. This is not about recruitment. This is not a recruitment drive. That is not the business that we are in. It is, however, about making sure that we and all the 
followers of Jesus that we know are part of an expression. Without question, a faulty, dysfunctional, annoying expression of the body of Christ. But that we're all part of an expression of the body of Christ. John Wesley said the Bible knows nothing of solitary religion. And we would agree. You know, we are made to be the church. We are called to be the church. And so our job is to help us all be the church. And if that's not here, that's great. Um, and uh, if it is here, that's also great. We don't mind. This leads us to a third assumption, if you like. And that third assumption is that we love the whole body of Christ. Should you worship with pipe organs? Real worship is through a, with a pipe organ. That's proper worship. Other people will be like, no, 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 guitar and drums is perfectly fine. Some people are like, will literally war over these things, do you see? Um, should you meet in a, in, a, in a Norman church or is it okay to meet in a school hall? These are the sort of different things. The churches, trust me, have, over the years have fought over these sorts of things and less significant things. Um, However, what C.S. Lewis is saying, seriously, don't go to war over these things. This is what he wrote, and he said this. He said, orthodoxy is more like a hallway out of which doors open into several rooms. Orthodoxy is like a hallway out of which doors open into several rooms. And if I can bring anyone into that hallway, I would have done what I've been called to. He goes on, he says, but it's in the rooms, not the hall, that there are fires and chairs and meals and what he's basically saying is that it's it's the fires and the chairs and the meals which are sort of lewis's description of like a second tier if you like a second layer of values and distinctives and expressions and styles the the separate ecclesiastical traditions if you like of the churches whereas the main hall right off which all of these different room comes. That's mere, that's mere Christianity. That's, that's what we go to the stake over. That's the central tenets of our faith. That's the, the great trish tradition, the Christian tradition which is common to us all. And what's great about this, um, this view is that it allows Christians to agree on the essentials. But it also allows us with humility and charity to celebrate our differences and all of the different expressions and outworkings and reflections of this wonderfully diverse and creative God whom we worship. So we are to put our foot down, as it were, on mere Christianity, the classical consensual tradition of the gospel. But at the same time, we're, we're free. We're free to hold to our particular traditions and distinctives. Um, as those things are important, but they're far less important than central tenets of our faith. So what are some of these flavors, some of these distinctives that the Lord has given us here in the vineyard that we're going to be looking at over these coming weeks? Well, um, one of the things that's important to us as far as understanding the vision of this church and what it is that this church has been called to and what we've been called to be is um, we want, as best we possibly know how, um, we want to be a people who do the whole of this book. We want to be a people who do like the whole of, of the scripture, like all of it, like even the really, really, really difficult bits. We want to be a people who come and like grapple with the bits that we don't understand. 
submitting ourselves and surrendering ourselves to the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and saying, Father, teach us, teach us, teach us. What are you trying to say through the scriptures? We don't want to edit out the bits that we don't really like and go, well, I don't think that's like relevant. We just do the bits that we like, our hobby horses. We're trying to do the whole of the scripture, beginning uh, to end. That's a huge challenge, but we want to find ways. We want to be continually finding ways to be doing what's in here. We stand on this, but this is the thing that keeps us up. We stand in the vineyard. We stand on the word of God expressed through the kingdom of God. We'll look at that. Um, next week and we want to find ways to do everything that we find in the scriptures and to do it in ways that's relevant to our culture and that's part of what we want to be as a church and so we want to keep preaching um, as central to all that we do when everyone else is oh preaching for goodness sake that's archaic give it up do something else do something much more interactive we want to keep preaching and trying to teach from the scriptures and, and, and preaching and teaching with the Bible taught um, faithfully and fully as the word of God. Um, we want to be a people who are digging wells of worship the way that we have so that we're people who are passionately and fervently and enthusiastically worshipping the Lord with all that we have laying down our lives as a living sacrifice. We, we want to be a church that's growing in our understanding of the Holy Spirit. We want to be a church whereby we're a people who are regularly practicing um, and, and wa- walking out the spiritual gifts. We want to be a people who've got a strong emphasis on healing. I mean, just in the way that Kate did ministry just straight after worship, we want to be a people who... Um, have a strong emphasis on healing because that for us is a signpost and a demonstration of the inbreaking of the kingdom breaking into our reality Um, we want to be a people who um, who see the lord work through signs and wonders it's just normal for us we want to be naturally supernatural we we ought to be a people who are sending out missionaries And, and when i say missionaries i mean both locally you know, to the yard and to around here and to your neighbors and to your friends, as well as internationally to the very far ends and the far corners of the globe. We should be a people, we want to be a people who are using all means possible to reach the lost for Jesus. We ought to be a people who are not just concerned about adults, but we are passionately concerned passionately devoted to giving our attention to discipling our children and young people, those that the Lord sends us. We, we want to be a church that has ministries flowing to the sick and the elderly, to those in prison, to those in need, to those who are poor and in want. We want to be looking after and looking out for all those various, um, the whole spectrum of our local communities. We want to be a church where um, we're like a church of small groups, where small groups are the place of primary pastoral care for people who are part of the church. And on and on it goes. We want to basically what I'm saying, we want to be a church that's running on all cylinders. We want to be pressing on like, like all these pedals all at once. I don't know how we're going to do it, right? But the Lord is going to kind of enable us to. We're going to just be pushing on that pedal and pushing on that pedal and pushing on that pedal. All at the same time, like foot to the floor. As we try and work out how the Lord wants us to do the entire length and breadth of the word of God. See, as we make this move into the ark, I'm going to finish with this. The Lord is calling us um, all 
as a church once again, to, to build a church um, for those who don't yet know him. That's why we're here, right? That's why we're making space. That's why there are empty seats around you because they're there to be filled with people who don't yet know Jesus. Most of us here, we've met Jesus. We've fallen in love with him. We've, we've, our lives have been irrevocably turned around. We've surrendered our lives to him. We've given our lives to him. We know him. We're falling more and more in love with him as the days go by. We're wanting to know more about him. But the truth of the matter is, is we know him. We've met him. It's wonderful. Next to you is, is an empty seat for a person who doesn't yet know Jesus, who's trying to do marriage without Jesus. Those of you who are married, how do you do marriage without Jesus? Seriously. Those of you who are parents, how do you do parenting without Jesus? It's hard enough with Jesus. Without Jesus, it's impossible. Those of you who are single, how do you do singleness without Jesus? How do any of us do anything in our lives without Jesus? The answer, badly, terribly. There are people who are waiting to fill these seats because at the moment their lives are just a car crash. They need to meet the wonderful person of Jesus and have their lives forever transformed, their eternal destiny altered out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. That's why we're here. We're here to make space. We want the space to be filled with people who don't yet know Jesus. We want to make room for those who don't yet know him. We want to make room. We want to be ministering to those who are um, searching for his love. We want to be a people who are demonstrating his grace to those in need of a loving touch. We want to minister in power to those in need of the Holy Spirit. You see, there are wells to be um, reopened. There are wells to be renamed. Um, and I, we're looking forward. We're excited about this whole season, as you can probably tell, because we're looking forward to co-laboring with Christ and with you, the wonderful men and women of this church, as we see God's kingdom come and we see the fullness of his um, rule and reign come in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. Okay, that's all I'm going to say for now. So, uh, what time is it? Oh, we've got time. We're going to minister. What we're going to do now, if you're, not, if you're new here, is we're going to minister. We're going to, the Spirit of God is here. Um, so, I'm going to ask the Lord what he wants to do. <laughs> Just occupy yourselves.